Hey, 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 everyone. Welcome back to Spilling the GNT Podcast. You're here with Bolo. And Dr. Tom. Now, we're here to give you the opinion you never really asked for. But we're giving it anyway. Right. Now, Balia is a performer. Mm. And Dr. Tom is a psychiatrist. Mm. And we're here to give you our professional, professional. professional review on RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under, Down Under. Season 2. <laughs> so let's raise a glass. Or a bottle. And start spilling. The GNT Podcast. Gabriel. Welcome back to the live podcast review where we watch... And then record. We watch, we briefly listen. And then we then watch. We record. And then we record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a process. It's a and process. And then we release. We release. We don't think about it. It's, our, it's, our words just spew forth. Yeah. yeah. And the reason that we do it very quickly is because our opinions are our own. Are We're not one of those people that watch um, other channels, mm. listen mm. to other people's mm. opinions, Naming and then no just names. regurgitate that, you know? Naming no names. Naming Sorry? No name. Naming no names. Come. Naming no names. Uh, oh, do you want to? No, because I, I actually don't can't think of anybody who does that. No, what? Well, <laughs> my opinions are my own, and you know, I've always said it. Like before, I watch a movie, I don't want to know anyone's opinion about it because then I go into that movie mm-hmm. with their opinion in my head, like and then that. and then I start to enjoy it from that person's opinion. If I or yeah. I start to or I start to watch it, and I I start to just agree, and it just changes the whole way my whole experience of watching that movie, which is why I don't want to do that. I don't. I, we record and release this podcast as soon as possible. We watch it once, and as we're watching it, we're stopping and recording, and then we release it immediately. Like a, a live view. Applies to the judging as well, doesn't it? Because we don't want the judges to influence our opinion. So we, we make sure we've got everything out there before the other judges, as we call them, yep. make their opinion known. Now, I'm I'm um, I'm sporting me a lovely wet towel. Yes. We're having <laughs> another heat wave here in the there's UK. There's a heat wave here in the UK, and Tom, Tom's in the... Tom, this is the skankiest. Those are the skankiest mini shorts I have ever owned that you're wearing. Yeah, well, they're you know mine I, now. Do you know where I, do you know what I bought them for? I bought them for when I went to Sydney Mardi Gras. Oh, okay. That's what I bought them for because it was a pool party and I wanted, you know, I was I was okay, Paulo. So I, I went on this big diet. I got I I, mean, oh, I, I no. was I was looking so good and I got these I bought online these those um those mini shorts those they that you're wearing. Skimpy. They're very skimpy and then they came and they're like tiny they're just tiny so Did they're you like buy them asian sizing asian, yeah. Yeah. they're asian okay. sizing so you've i was got to like size oh, up. you've got to size up so um yeah i don't they think ba- I- they barely cover my bottom yeah. Well, yeah i i can see that but tom tom's here <laughs> topless just you you're only in sorry Skanky to paint shorts. this picture for you but tom's a a classic gay uh, um in mardi gras in my skanky shorts. In skanky shorts. I've got, I'm, I'm the same, except I've got a wet towel around my neck. Glass of Prosecco in hand. <laughs> Champagne in the freezer. <laughs> and we, we're living the life, aren't we? The champagne's because it's my birthday tomorrow. Oh. Yeah. Tom. So we're having a little glass of champagne. We're sprucing it up, guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it drank brunch ourselves over here. Absolutely. Um, okay, before, let's get onto a drag race done in the season two. Before we get started, who are you rooting for? Who do you think is going to win this season? Oh, okay. Rooting. Like, I can name multiple queens that I'm rooting for. Um, no, no, okay. How, how, because you can go on forever. No, 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 top no. Top three. I, no, yeah, no, no, no. I can Just say top that, three. that's really easy. Fine, go. Top um, three. I think the ones I'm rooting for are Spanky, Minnie, and Queen. Okay. I, I just... We've always... I'm always biased towards queens who, like, have a sense of, like veteranship about them a sense of camp like an old school queen yeah um 
or like an experienced queen, just a well-rounded queen. I just always like connect with them because I'm a veteran myself. <laughs> veteran of life. <laughs> um, I'm absolutely there with you. It's Spanky, Minnie, Queen Kong, but there's also Hannah Condor in there She's got somewhere. something special about her. This, yeah. I mean, I could go on, but I had to name three. Yeah. You said that to me, so yeah, I, don't, I don't you go no. naming four. No, my top three... <laughs> At the end of the day, it's going to be Spanky, Minnie, and Queen Kong. Mm-hmm. You know, it might change every week yeah. for me, but from what I've seen the last two seasons, uh, so the last two episodes, the growth from Spanky from being in the bottom to coming and showing us who she really is, mm-hmm. and who she really is is bloody amazing. Not to be biased as well, but we've had some lovely messages from them this week. They've That's actually right. been listening to the pod. But the thing is, even, even when Spanky was in the bottom mm-hmm. for what she created... That lip sync already changed my mind about her she before served. the episode ended. I was like, mm. holy, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. Oh, come through Paddleboard Ray. She moved Come through Grace. lines. Yeah. yeah. I was like, okay. She was good. But we both knew, like, she has been performing yeah. Kylie Minogue since she was knee high to a grasshopper. She had this on cassette player. I think Spanky's same age as me, actually. 32. 37. 37. Yes. Sorry. I can admit my real age. Sorry, I was talking about your grinder age. Tom's grinder age is 32. I grew up... Not on Grinder. Times like Grinder age is 32. I was everyone. always so honest about my age. if you ever see him out and about, he's, 30, he's, 30, he's really 37. I'd much rather get the compliment, oh, you look younger, than, than lie about my age, rather than something so you do not look. Anyway, um, so Span- what that tells me is Spanky might have grown up much like me um, in an environment where there was a, an older sister playing Kylie Minogue records on repeat. And so she was exposed to Kylie from a very young age. Oh, you, you say exposed. She, she was forced oh, no, to I, enjoy. I was a willing a willing <laughs> recipient of the magic of Kylie. Minnie Cooper's got that veteranship yeah. that I just, I respect. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what it is. It's respect. Mm-hmm. Because, again, we'll see it time and time again. The queens who did it before it was cool are the queens that we should be able, yeah. really be bowing to who set the way. And the Queen Kong is just this Polynesian Adonis goddess. I just like, I'm sorry, she gives me fizzy knickers. She does. Well, change them. Yeah. <laughs> well, why don't you just change them all the time? How, how's that? Like, Here's an idea. I think, like, I don't usually bog on about queens being hot out of drag, but I think she's, like, by far the hottest queen I think I've ever seen on the franchise. Oh, it's the heat. Is it? Is it getting yeah, to me? It's the heat. <laughs> It's the heat, Tom. You're hot too, Bolo. Don't um, be jealous. I Wow. You're wow. The, you're the hottest. I've Don't never worry. experienced that emotion. So maybe you want to just retract you that. You tend to think jealousy is for ugly people. Yeah, emotions I tend to think are for <laughs> ugly people. Thank you very much. But Queen Kong, um, she's just, you know what? She's genuinely coming across as a nice person mm-hmm. who knows her history, who knows who she is in her culture. Yes. And I mean, she can perform. I mean, ex- everything you said there is far more important than being hot out of drag. And I think... No. <laughs> no, <laughs> nothing trumps being hot, Tom. Sorry. You, you've summed up there, I think, you know, a lot of her special qualities. Yeah. That's it. But the power ranking at the moment, we've got two queens. We've got Molly Poppins with one win. We've got mm-hmm. Spanky Jackson with, with one win. But with also one lip sync. Yep. And then... Um, Hannah's kind of... She's been in the top three twice, so she kind of deserves a mention. She's floating at the top. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she, she's about mm-hmm. to break the surface. Yeah, break yep. that glass ceiling. And huh? then at the moment, we got Queen Kong at the bottom because she lip synced last week. And I'm hoping that she can just claw her way out of that. And we said goodbye to Aubrey and Foe the yes. past couple of weeks. Now, Aubrey last week did put up a... I said it last week. Aubrey put up a really good fight. She should not have been in the bottom, in our opinion. Aubrey should not have been in the bottom we last had, week. We had good things to say about her as an actress. And I think the runway didn't factor in too much last week because there's a lot of really good runway looks. Oh, the runway f- definitely came into effect. That's the only way Yuri, that Yuri was, safe. was safe. There was no way you can yeah. see the runway did not factor Yuri's in. Yuri's look was really, really special, but Aubrey looked great as well. Um, she did. Yeah. I mean, the but what I liked about it, it wasn't a copy. It was an interpretation because she'd given it. And I, sorry, that pardon my ignorance. It's a certain New Zealand bug that's quite special, a bit like a cockroachy type of bug. A witter might have been a witter, but that was the inspiration because the the Mugler show was in, those suits were inspired by cockroaches. Oh, mm. it, it will be the witter. Mm. I remember going on a school trip where they took us through a cave to show us the witters. Can't witters survive being frozen in the winter and they just like emerge in the in the spring? I. Um, I, I, I don't know, Tom. So was the school trip real or not? Did you it was. No, I was too scared to go in the cave. <laughs> oh. I was too scared to go in the cave, and so my teacher had to stand outside with me. <laughs> they must have known oh, this boy's got a he's a he's a faggot in the making. This one isn't he? <laughs> Throw him a doll, someone give him a Barbie. Uh, no, so yeah, so but Aubrey did put up a really good fight she last did. week, and I, did. and I did. I couldn't decide who I would have um, saved. I I wanted because um, they're both good. Aubrey has a different style of mm-hmm. performance. To Queen Kong, it doesn't make one better than the other. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Queen Kong, just the way that she moves, is just it just captures you. It's really compelling. It really does. Really powerful. And that barrel, that double barrel until like the roll on the floor. I don't. I've never seen that, and it's so nice to see a move after after however many after fifty cycles. After 50 seasons of um, Drag Race in America <laughs> and then the many global franchises that come mm-hmm. out, for, for you to do something that hasn't been done, iconic. That's, yeah, it's You're going good. down. It's good. You could so, argue whether it was for the right song, but she needed was, oh, to do something. Oh, well, it absolutely was not for the right song, but I, I can't imagine when you're there and you think this is your last chance. Exactly. It's good you to do go, everything. Yeah, exactly. You throw everything that you have out. Um, and this is Charlie Hyde, because then if, 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 if Aubrey Hayes, if Aubrey was pulling a Charlie Hyde, I absolutely would have kept that in the bag. I was like, oh no, I'm, uh, this move ain't coming out now. It will, like the dress to Tyra Sanchez, yeah. it will come to me. It will call it me will call when it's when ready. Right. Okay. But, do, do you know what I find? Just a slight aside, Charlie Hyde's, yeah. She was actually like really popular on YouTube and was the biggest names going into season nine. And all she's remembered for now is that awful lip sync. When I was living in London, mm. she was performing. She would perform now and then at this bar yeah. was down the, the road from me. Vauxhall Tavern. No, she so performed there too, but there's uh-huh. a, I can't even remember. Me and Kai, mm. it was off Caledonian Road in, in King's Cross. You know, where Harry Potter will catch his train to the Hogwarts <laughs> platform. But not far from there was this gay bar that um, she would perform at. And uh, I, I never would go because all I, I was like, mm. <laughs> I was like, well, being a diarrhea is going to be G-A-Y in, or in heaven tonight. So maybe I'll just go there instead. Oh, you just spoil it in London. But now, but, well, you are spoiled in London because all of the queens go there and all of the queens do good. And you just see them out and about. Remember last time we were there, we just saw, saw Jinx and Taylor. 
Was it you? But was it, it wasn't me and you. We were walking in um, Southwark. No, that it, wasn't me. No, we saw Jinx and Dela just... No, that wasn't me. No, was you? Wasn't it? We saw Tay eating at the next table to us last time we went to London. Okay. Uh, w- You're thinking of somebody else and I'm offended. Tom, like, this was before... We'll speak about it later. <laughs> this was before the podcast, okay? <laughs> but no, I was walking around and um, Jinx and Dela were just there in Southwark by the... I'm sure it was with you, Tom. No, it wasn't because I'd bloody remember. Because I've met Jinx twice. And I'd oh. remember meeting Dela. Well, anyway, I was walking through the markets, um, and it's by the waterfront in Southwark with the River Thames. The, what's the River the there? Thames. The Thames. And um, there was a market going on, and then Dela and Jinx were just walking around looking at the same markets. And <laughs> I was like, oh, and then I, I was at Bolo, you're not going to fangirl. You're not going to go up to them. So I just walked away. Who was it with then? The thing is, when queens are minding their own business, apart from that time we harassed the Vivian outside of home bargains, because like, we were so excited. We we should, like, we never, we didn't harass Taste because she was there with her friends, wasn't she? And, mm. stuff, and she didn't harass us because we were having a dinner. Oh, definitely. She, she obviously knew yeah, who we she were. Like, she was like, oh my God. That's she was just as excited, I think. Podcast. She was like, oh my God, she probably was, She was Ballo. like, please come and talk to me. Please, please put me, please ask me for a spot. <laughs> like, she was really calling out to us, but we were like, no, she kept no looking humble over, yourself, humble yourself. And we were like, oh, Taste. Queen Kong was really hard on herself um after this you know she was she was it wasn't just saying oh i was i was sad in the bottom she was saying oh i'm useless um just the self-talk that she gave to herself was just really it was really harsh it was incredibly harsh and usually when people have that kind of really harsh self-critical internal monologue they've internalized it from somebody else during their upbringing or from society at large so i wonder if that could factor into it i do want to i do want to shine a light again on mini how how many pics are and it's so good it was like a full circle because last week uh queen conk stood up for mini Mm -hmm. in that moment where they were kind of mocking her and yeah um saying that you know she, she, she she's actually the one who i should have given the sash to go home and then Queen Con was very quick to say, well, mm-hmm. you know, let's give her the respect. You know, she's yeah. one of the queens that have paved the way for us to do this. And it was so good for Minnie to to, to, to kind of pick her up in the moment when she needed yeah, yeah. it the most. And she she turned it into a, a laugh as well. And exactly. Really the energy. Well, that's the really best cute. way to do it, isn't yeah, it? Because yeah, yeah. then it gets too mushy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it gets a bit too mushy. Um, I think that we can go on to what the maxi stage challenges. Now we had. It's this probably worth mentioning that Molly won the mini challenge, so she got to choose, didn't yeah. she? So the mini challenge was just a, it was hot guys in underpants. Hot guys in underpants, which we see once a season. Yeah. Um, and they had various things hidden in their shorts. Ooh, Ooh. groundbreaking yeah. florals for spring. Groundbreaking. groundbreaking. <laughs> uh, so yes, uh, who was it that won it? Was Molly? Molly. Molly won it. The Mexi Stage Challenge is a drag race. It's a comedy challenge, and it's a drag race, uh, drag brunch where they have to work in pairs, and they're co-hosting this drag brunch together. They get five minutes each to win over the judges and the queens. So this is interesting because it feels like a fairly unique challenge. We've not seen exactly this before. I think the most I can probably compare it to would be like Club 96. Club that challenge. 96. Club 96. Yes. Yeah. Like probably the closest thing I can equate it to. Hmm. Can you think of anything else that it's like? Yes. Um, it, it could also be similar to the All Stars season two. Remember when Alaska was paired with Alyssa? 
the stand up the stand up one because it was two people co-hosting a comedy okay, okay. so it's, it's because this is a comedy challenge they just have to make you laugh and the setting is a, a drag brunch but this is a comedy set i think it's a stand-up I, comedy set I think comedy it's challenge a good twist on that though because what i'm hoping for is there will be opportunity for a bit of back and forth like you'd have with the crowd at a brunch Tom, it's, can i ask you have you ever been to a drag brunch um Wow. Much to my shame, I don't think I have. Wow. No, I'm not an ally. I'm not a liar. Wow, Tom, people. why are you even on the podcast? I, I should be cancelled now. <laughs> should I just leave? I didn't mean to expose you. I thought you were going to say Why yes. don't you talk about your brunch experiences then? I have. I haven't. Oh, my God. We both deserve to we, be well, the, We've but, been to plenty Tom, of I thought you were going to save me because I was I'll like, you, I'm sure you've sh- been to a Shall I tell right? you why, though? Because, like... Up until very recently, um, I, to me, drag has been a nighttime event and queens are hostesses of of bars and clubs after dark. And that's how I've always seen it. And I think drag brunches in the UK, pardon me if I'm wrong, especially outside of London, are a newer thing and have arisen because of, I would say, really secondary to the mainstreaming of drag that we've seen in Drag Race because, you know, brunch is probably more of a kind of straight friendly time. <laughs> well, wanna... It's more of a gay friendly time, isn't it? We love a brunch. The thing is, there is a lot of drag brunches and I've told you about them as well, Tom, here in Manchester and London, Liverpool. We've spoken about going to them. We just need to find the time. We're just so... We're too busy podcasting well, that's to the thing. To drag that's the thing. We're busy working and we're busy podcasting yeah. to do brunch on the weekends. Let's we really prioritise it in the next few weeks. Uh, I mean... Yeah, sure. So Molly Poppins gets to choose the duos. Molly Poppins pairs up with Hannah Conda. She pairs Minnie up with Queen Kong, Pomada up with Beverly Kills, and Spanky up with Uruguay. What are your thoughts? My thoughts is that... Um, I mean, I have no thoughts. It is what it is, really. But I, I, I feel that Spanky and Minnie would have been a better pairing... Together I, I agree because they they'll just be on the same wavelength. However, I think Minnie and Queen is an interesting pairing that could work. I think Minnie and Queen is is a fine pairing. The thing is, this is a comedy challenge, mm. and I mean, I don't know these queens. I know as much as everyone else does. I only know what they deliver and what the producers edit to show me mm-hmm. what the producing what the production and the editing of the show has shown me is that Minnie Cooper and Spanky Jackson's are great hosts well, they've, and they've got and Hannah Conda they've got an innate chemistry yeah. as well Hannah Conda as well as someone that I would have wanted to pair up with mm-hmm. she's great in the talking heads she's just you know she, she's got such a, a great mouth on her mm-hmm. as does Molly Poppins Queen Kong hasn't really had many opportunities to um to really show the funny she she's just very um she comes off very serious like drag you know like Mm. very roxy andrews drag that drag is not a joke to me she takes her craft very seriously she's a Mm. fierce performer and she's known for that but there has been no funny side or overly comedic or sarcastic or any of that that we see from the queens of Minnie, the queens of Hannah, the queens of Spanky. We don't, it's just not the same. I also think Queen's a queen with a message. I think she's a queen. Um, and I think we'll probably get into it in a moment has, has more of a social justice side to her. So we'll get into that. I think, um, 
when it comes to I think Spanky and so sure it becomes a bit of a moment like Spanky feels a bit screwed over that she's with Yuri. What I would say about that is that they at least have a friendship that we saw the last couple of episodes. And I really am hopeful that Spanky can support Yuri to bring out her funny and to really work on this. Because Yuri says she's been trying to host gigs over the past few months. She's really trying to work on that side of herself, moving outside, being a visual artist. So let's hope that that... And they're the Kiwi queens. They're the remaining Kiwi queens. Are you are you seeing Spanky as more of a... Um, giving a more supervisory and helpful I'm role. Hoping that she's, the way that Bianca Dario gave mm-hmm. to Trinity K. Bonet in really, the Glamazon yeah. Challenge. Definitely. From car doll to car doll. <laughs> <laughs> but did the lipstick stay on? <laughs> That's, yeah. I mean, it, it would be great. The only the only downside for Spanky is that Spanky has to sacrifice time and effort on herself to yeah. help out another person. It's, it's But at the end of the day, if... If they're working as a duo, you both need to look good. I mean, I'm hoping, Minnie Cooper, yeah. sorry, Paul Mara and Bibi Kills in the rehearsals, it was just two people who weren't getting along and undermining each other's. I don't think they like each other. I think that's the <laughs> fundamental aspect of it, honestly. I just think that. So we have seen up to the rehearsals, we've not seen the actual performances yet, but the body language in the rehearsal there with um, Paul Mara and, and Bev was just so closed and so like, oh, I'm not enjoying myself. That's the whole vibe. Well, yeah, well, they're the I, two I'm most worried for. Well, the thing is, they're both very different in the humours. I mean, Paul Mata says that she's more on the fly mm-hmm. type humour, off the cuff, whereas um, Beverly isn't. Beverly's more, she needs some kind, of structure, some kind of structure. So, yeah, that's, that's kind of the issue. The most interesting, though, we touched on all of them, but the most interesting topic that came up with regards to where they are taking their, their the theme for their, their brunch is Minnie Cooper and Queen Kong, mm-hmm. who were talking about basically race, yeah. uh, white privilege and generational gap, that, that kind of thing mm-hmm. within the drag community or to the gay community. I think it was just within the LGBT community, but particularly drag. Um so yeah, they're highlighting the differences between themselves and deriving humor, but also sending a message, I think. Yeah. But it leads to such an interesting conversation with Hannah. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, this has to be production-led. This has to be production-driven. Before- like, oh, you're doing a topic about racism. Okay. Well, Hannah, there's some really racist things. If you guys want to just move to that table over there and have a discussion. <laughs> I would suggest that Queen was probably aware of this. So I did have to do a quick look on Reddit to see what was up. Um, so obviously last last season we had the Scarlet Adams scandal. And I guess the, the situation with, with, with Scarlet was that it was just so recent and so egregious. And, you know, I, I can still see that picture of her in blackface with blacked out teeth. So can I. And it was, it's, it was just... It was disgusting! Yeah, and there was just no two ways about it. And then the show unfortunately glossed over it when there were no queens of colour in the room. Apparently, Untucked was heavily edited and etc. really went off at her. Yeah, n- not, no, not just the teacher, apparently Kidamine as well. Yeah, yeah, they, they both um, went off, they her, edited off There was a lot of protection given to Scarlett Adams, given yeah. the nature of this topic, where I think that it would have done the topic justice if you showed the Some queens outrage. showing outrage at the incident. And I don't think it was RuPaul's place to... 
to talk about the incident. You are mm-hmm. not Aboriginal. This is not your culture that was being targeted mm-hmm. or offended. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, you had an Aboriginal queen on the show. That that, that would have been the right avenue or the right mm-hmm. time for this topic to kind of unfold it. But for RuPaul to have brought it up very lightly and mm-hmm. then said, give me your wrist and slapped her wrist. They said, don't do it again. Go to your room. See you in the finale. Yeah, see you in the finale. It was just, it was just a whole lot of bullshit. And it, it, really it was, was, and it wasn't for RuPaul. You don't speak for all minority mm-hmm. groups. You don't, mm-hmm. you don't speak for, you, end of, end Definitely. of. It, is, it was not, so it was not, it wasn't touched. It wasn't explored. And there was nothing good came from that situation last and week again you know just last season um coco jumbo and jojo zaho just not being around to be a part of that conversation was just just terrible to be honest no, just, just, so, yeah, just, sorry just to touch on what hannah actually did because i just double checked on reddit she basically owns up to all of it here so she did um performances that involved appropriation um and I, as far as I can see with my quick Reddit search, there was um, a, a performance appropriating Egyptian culture in which she brought, wore braids and another performance in which she wore a kimono, possibly several performances. And I think she said that she wore an Afro and other um, cultural hairstyles. There's no mention of going beyond that to actual blackface. Whether that's an important distinction to people or not, I don't know. But she does seem to own up to everything here. But I'm really, really keen to hear from you to see what what you think about this conversation. About what what, what specifically? Well, so Queen Queen, uh, and Minnie come over and tell uh, Hannah and Molly about their plans for the... The, white privilege yeah that's racism, gonna be a theme and that leads to the topic of racism mm-hmm. within the community and yes. then um within drag performance art yeah in which hannah hannah Conda admits to um mm-hmm. having been a part of that but has now um now has been educated and now has been and now is an ally and owns up to everything that she's done yeah there has to be a point for everyone to forgive but it's not on your terms of mm-hmm. how long it takes mm-hmm. for you to forgive someone yeah um they you can say sorry then it's up to them for whether they forgive you and, and how long it takes yeah. but you have to show that you are apologetic and that you are making right what you have done wrong mm-hmm. and i need to see that for example um Scarlett did say that she was going to do more with the Aboriginal community. She was going to donate and she was going to spend. She, she, she did say something like that, which was great to hear that she was going to do. And just because you're doing it doesn't mean that that community therefore has to say, okay, you're all forgiven. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's not for you to do it. You don't do it because you, you do it because you are apologetic, but you don't only do it for the reason of getting their forgiveness. You have to show that you yourself have changed. Yeah. And I think that's the most important thing. I mean, every we all make mistakes. Mm-hmm. We all do things that we regret later on. Of course. Um, the thing is, if you know better, you should do better. Yeah. And that that's just it on period. It takes me back to the beginning why Queen Kong was so hard on herself. Because mm. I, th- I think I think you'll find that I'm quite hard on myself as well. But when, when Queen Kong came into the workroom this morning and she said that she she was just really, really hate she hated herself. She didn't she was really angry and, and mm-hmm. all that. For me, I thought it was a bit extreme, but then it makes sense to be a POC 
in in this world to be a person of color mm-hmm. You you can't be average. You have to be perfect if you want to get the gigs. You have to be better than than every other non POC person. Mm-hmm. You can't just be average. And I think it's been ingrained on in you to be that way. And because if you aren't amazing, you're just not gonna get the gigs. You're just mm. not gonna get booked. And it goes beyond performance arts. I think it's it's in acting. It's in music. It's 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 in everything. We we have to be. We have to be flawless. That's, is that because you're not just, you know, competing within a talent pool, but you're also fighting against systemic racism That's in those situations? Yeah. That's it. So I can understand why Queen Cole's hard on herself because I don't think, I mean, she's one of the, she says that she's one of the very few POC queens who are, you know, booking these gigs. And it's because mainstream she's high profile. Yeah, gigs, mainstream yeah. because mainstream to crack mainstream is a huge thing. Mm. You have to be amazing. You have to be the Beyonces of the drag world mm-hmm. in order to be recognized and appreciated and, and then given that respect. Yeah. So I can only imagine how hard Queen Kong has had to work to get to this prestige, to, to get to the point where everyone respects her and all that. And it's mm-hmm. it, she, she would have wrote her ass off, and she's had to. It's been yeah. no other option because she, she you either make it or you don't. Yeah, as a POC, I'm I'm, I'm assuming in the drag world, mm-hmm. you're either good, you're either there, you're not. Yeah. Period. I I I guess like what I'm really grateful for in this situation, and um, I think it's a step in the right direction for Drag Race Down Under that this conversation happened between a person of color. Um, who is very much in the situation and a white queen as compared to last season when, you know, not to go over what you just said, which was all completely correct about Rue giving a slap on the wrist when it wasn't her place to do so. I I thought this was a really important conversation. I'm really glad that it happened on camera. I also want to hear um, the, because I, I want to hear the experiences from Spanky and what she's mm. witnessed in her time in yeah. New Zealand, uh, it gives me we've got many episodes to explore there, don't we? I, I just think that Kong was incredibly kind and gracious and understanding. And eloquent. And eloquent, and definitely. And eloquent in the way that she explained and allowed the space for Hannah Connor to say her piece and then also told her piece and showed mm-hmm. how she really felt. Yeah. At the, at the same time, she she found yeah. the right balance to strike in that conversation. Totally, and I also think props to Hannah for owning up and being honest and demonstrating change. Yep, which Queen seems to really appreciate. Now, the thing that I because it's such a really hard topic, it, it mm. is race is a really hard topic to make funny. White privilege is a hard topic. Well, not really. Some people do it really, really well. White privilege, I think, can be easy to make fun of because it's it's inherently ridiculous obviously it's hugely damaging worldwide but the principle of it is inherently ridiculous mm. i want to see how they do this yeah i want to see how this how, how how this unfolds into a comedy yeah i'm i'm, I'm excited i'm interesting the thing the interesting the thing is that they have such different energies yes, on stage <laughs> really is it's it's like you got this it's like a a um it's like Queens is so regal 
And then uh, we got Minnie, who's this this she's like this delightfully camp, manic, isn't this she? camp jester. Yeah, 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 that's yeah. Just, It's just <laughs> it's just two very different um, energies on yeah. stage, and I hope they strike that balance. Should we should we watch a bit more and see mm-hmm. what we see? Yeah. Now let's get into the drag brunch maxi stage performances, mm-hmm, the actual performances. Mm-hmm. I just want to say that we just cracked up with a champagne. Oh my god! For this, so, I feel like we're at a drag brunch. We're at a drag brunch. This track is our first drag, drag brunch. Drag so thank you so much to yeah. the drag race down on the season two cast. Uh-huh. We're experiencing for the first time. We're enjoying it, and we're not lying. It's actual champagne. Oh yeah, so it was, it was. Well, we we, so, have, we have a few bottles for Tom's birthday. It's from Aldi, but it's champagne. One of them was from Tesco's. Okay, oh I wanted God. to spruce it up to It's him. actually really tasty. It's really lovely. <laughs> um, so I, I a, like cheers, a, prince, a, a cheers to your birthday, first Thank of all. You. Cling, cling. I mean, it's technically tomorrow, but it's a bit of birthday weekend, isn't it? It's your birthday. Your birthday's on a Saturday. Let's just We're going to party here. like it's your birthday. Now, the first hey. queens up are Pomara <laughs> and Beverly Kills. Yes. So we were worried about these queens' chemistry. How do you think it translated to their actual brunch? So, um... I thought it was cute. I thought it, it was, was good. Cute. You know what? Hold on. First, first of all, it was good. It was good. I think it was good. It was, it I was think good. It was good. There were laughs to be had. Um, there were some good jokes in there. Yeah. Um, I thought they had a really strong start. Um, the as a as a minor criticism, the bit with Spanky, you know, pointing out that Yuri wasn't there, it fell a bit flat. I don't think. I think they misread the room. Because um, the other queens were very sympathetic towards Spanky and were like, oh, and towards Yuri, obviously. Because she's, we should mention, obviously, poor Yuri's got, it looks like a sty, poor thing. She's got an eye infection. I think that, um, no, I, I think that, that was a good joke to, to make. These, first of all, these, these are drag queens. They're, they're not, they don't take everything too serious. Definitely. Unless but- you're um, Victoria Scone. Who um, took offence to a fat joke? One of the most harmless fat jokes You've in the world. Never over that. It wasn't I, a funny I, I would, joke. Nev- I would the, never get over it because it was. It was like, why did you make it so serious? It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a small fat joke. To me, the crime there was that it wasn't a funny joke. The crime was that she's a cisgendered woman. Like, no, no, you, you thought that Utica's sat. Oh, Utica was hilarious. One of the best Tom, ever. Let's just bring it back because you're just going all over the place right now, and I know you're, you're I think birthday you stop drunk. <laughs> Victoria's come. Well, she's going to be coming. She might be coming back. On, she, she's on heavily rumored to be on um, Canada vs. The, the World, which should be soon, I think, because Canada was filmed back to back with it. I think she's going to do amazing. But I think she'll be fantastic. I really can't wait to see her shine. The other UK queen's Vanity Milan. Oh, Vendee's going to be grand. She's going to lip sync. She's going to be grand. A treat. So back to Poor Madame Beverly Kills. I, if I had to watch, if I had to choose a, my favourite performer of the two, if there was one, for yeah. me it was Poor Mara. Poor Mara is just very flamboyant, campy, and, and natural. She's I agree. natural I agree. on stage. Everything mm-hmm. from the, her delivery to her face. And then sometimes the, 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 the RuPaul nod, the, the, yeah. the RuPaul shay. She was, for me, the star in the duo. I loved the we catering to drunk drunk white woman. That's a really good joke. Yeah. Um. I'm. I'm. And I'm. A th- and I'm a food enthusiast. That was good. I like. I thought that was great. And then the opposites joke. When they're yeah. mocking the two short queens, uh, Hannah Conda and Molly Poppins, the, yeah. the hashtag Hobbit's Lives Matter, and they said it like <laughs> it was a very thing. serious, you know, <laughs> like delivery. like we're searching for the something something something. This child's been missing. If you know this, please dial zero zero three. Yeah. You know, it was very that like yes. hashtag. Hobbit lives matter. It was very. It was. It was. It was, it was funny. The, their favorite crossdresser was Rex Nicholson. The thing is that I 
they didn't end on a high. That yeah. toast to me was a big no. It's interesting that, isn't it? Because I know that um, Beverly was really keen on doing it. Pomara didn't really get it and wasn't a big fan of it. The issue was that it was it was something that was really close to Beverly Kills, mm-hmm. and it was probably something that's very. Um, like there's certain things that everyone in certain suburbs or certain like what do you call them regions regions do okay. that are very close <laughs> to that region and so it yeah. becomes custom yeah and because it's customary it's it's got that nostalgia and it's, it's like an in joke yeah, really. in joke mm. no one else was in that in joke beverly they had no place being here on mm-hmm. a global scale it for me absolutely fell flat i understand why she wanted to do it and kind of like pay tribute to her hometown and stuff but unfortunately I mean, to be fair, to be fair, she she was advised to do it by Reese and the other gentleman. Um, they said you want to end on some sort of high use the toast, but they didn't listen to what the toast was. And Pomaro was like, "Fine, I'll take the advice. That's fine. It's not on me. <laughs> I didn't invent this." So I thought overall, I agree with you. They were really, really good. Actually, a couple of minor critiques there, but they were a good time. There was good. They were um, good. I guess I agree with you that Pomaro was more natural, and Beverly did have a slightly more rehearsed quality. Design, yeah. But we were to expect that, given what they said about the way they operate before going in. I would go to a Pomaro drag brunch. Yeah, I'd go to a Pomada and Beverly drag brunch. I think with more experience of working together, they could work through this. From what I've seen, I don't... The, it, it seemed to me that Pomada has done many drag She's brunches. Natural. Yeah. She's natural. She's done many. So for me, I'd feel comfortable going mm-hmm. there and putting my trust in her to give me a good morning afternoon. It felt like she was more in her element than Beverly was. Absolutely. Yeah. Next up, we have Hannah Conda and... and Molly Poppins. Thoughts? thought um i thought they came in with great energy i thought they both came across as really natural hostesses mm-hmm. and their chemistry was really good um i would definitely go to their brunch yeah like definitely um yeah just generally like they, they kept it like w- one thing that really stood out to me is hannah's got such an infectious cackle when they were coming in and going out just like a i can't imitate it, but her, like a like sorry that's not like a witch's scream um her cackle was like really really um infectious yep yeah she really brought i the thought up. that they both had the right energy to mm. wake up anyone in the morning oh definitely to, to get someone started on for some drinks for to carry on for the rest of the evening mm-hmm. they brought that energy so it, it was good um for me it was it was experiencing two loud and chatty and funny girlfriends and mm-hmm. me being a um a, a spectator to it there weren't that many jokes made to other people but they okay okay they did talk about um how she wanted to be a clown and then i think uh hannah Connor said well you're not far off because you know you're doing mm-hmm. drag and how um hannah Connor wanted to be a priest and how she compared being a you know, church as a homoerotic jesus was nailed to the cross by three men. I thought, you know, that's that's that was a good joke. I've mm-hmm. heard that a million times. Okay, okay. A million times. When you know, every time someone someone every time there's someone having a conversation or making the joke about religion being gay, you will hear that joke. Mm-hmm. You I'm guaranteed you'll hear that joke. Um so it was like oh it was it was a slight chuckle, but it was you know when you've heard a joke so many times, you're just like, Oh, for me originality is always okay. gonna just tell the joke a different way. Yeah, okay. That's that's that's, that's what all I'm I would sure say. I'm sure Hannah's listening and yeah. she'll take that advice. <laughs> Hannah, don't listen to me. I don't. I'm not talking about you. You are a star. 
You're a star, my darling. <laughs> oh, darling. I did laugh at the balloon skills because you're a clown. What about you, balloon skills? She, she farts into her foreskin after putting her tongue in. Yeah. Oh, God. Hope the kids aren't around when you're doing the dishes, everyone. You know, people Absolutely. put us on their speaker. Everyone can hear us. People, if, if you're running right now, if you're on your way to work or back from work, hey, how you going? How's your day? Um, <laughs> Hope it's good. Hope it's good. Yeah, foreskin. Yeah, yeah why not? Why not? You know, let, let us <laughs> just chill. But it was it was good. It was great vibes. There was nothing really about the, there was nothing awkward about this pair, this duo. Yeah. This is a great duo. I think that if they if if and when and if they wanted to, they can create an amazing set. They can tour. Period. Definitely great double act. Yeah, definitely. But um, it, it just it just it it was it was um it was great. It. There were just not many uh, other jokes. Oh, I can't explain it. it. What I heard you say earlier was that they were really, really good, but you kind of wish it hadn't felt so much like two hilarious girlfriends talking to each other. There'd been a bit more inclusion of the room or something. Yeah. Something like that as a minor criticism. I don't know. Uh, but it's, not was, cri- it's not even a criticism. There it was, was still just, a great they're, time. They're great. They're, they're good. We're just thinking of things to say, really. Yeah, they're great. Yeah, moving on, <laughs> moving on. Okay, give it up for Queen Kong and Minnie Cooper. Sign yes. me up for a drag brunch if this is what I'm expected it was really to expect. Good. I really enjoyed it. That was really good. And I just want to say right off the bat, Minnie, um, Queen Kong is making a great redemption. Great episode for Queen. Great episode. Because this set was, at the moment, my favorite by far the funniest. I think so too. The setup was really interesting, wasn't it? Because they didn't enter together. There's like a spotlight moment for Queen and then then Minnie came in, which was really interesting and I wondered if it played into the conversations that happened earlier. I, I do want I do want to understand why that was the case because for me this someone doing this is, is a deliberate choice of mm. making someone else giving someone else the limelight. Like for me, Minnie Cooper on purpose, gave more time and more light to Queen Kong. Some of their feedback was about balancing their energy. Yeah. And I wonder if one way of doing that was to, to kind of... To listen, listen to the energy time. Deliberately. <laughs> to listen to the time of energy on stage for Minnie. I want to say that, first of all, Queen Kong, you were amazing. You made me laugh. She said, she goes, you and it's true. One. She said, I'm Polynesian, which means I have flat feet, diabetes, and more kids than I can provide for. And then she says, thank you, government. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was from the census, wasn't it? Because uh, the, the, what was you know, the stereotype, said, yeah, the stereotype of Polynesians? The census, yeah, yeah, the stereotype of Polynesians. First of all, Tom, you've seen my feet. Are they flat? I mean, you have to get special shoes. I cannot buy shoes off the rack, everybody. Like people are like, oh, I can't buy, I can't buy clothes off the rack. I can't buy shoes off the rack. You I have can't to even order. get old maiden type of shoes <laughs> off the rack. Then I, then she should have put them back because she was not qualified to to purchase this. I cannot buy shoes off the rack. I have to order my shoes, especially online, because I have wide Polynesian feet. Got lovely wide feet. Diabetes. Yes, most of my family has them. Why not? And then she says <laughs> more kids than they can provide. Of course, I am one of seven children. And when she goes, "Thank you, government." Absolutely, thank you, government, because they are giving us the benefit. Yeah. I just thought she she yeah she played it so correct when the mini cooper comes in and then she's like what was the joke she made against faux fur i'm here i'm here for a good time not a long long time time. unlike faux fur oh just to come back to queen i thought her joke was really really good and really funny same structure obviously different jokes to bianca del rio's um 
uh, joke about her heritage as well. But it's a really good structure and it's fun to play with. What was her joke? Bianca Daria's joke. Uh, my mum is from Honduras and my dad is from... Guatemala. Which means I'm I, broke. I I've have... got bad credit. Something, some, a big dick and a tendency to take things that don't belong, belong to me. To me. Yeah. Yes, yes, absolutely. Then they, um, they, went, they went with the... I'm cooking, and then Minnie says, and she's cleaning. And when Minnie sits back and watches, why? Because of white privilege. I think Minnie really. Ladies and gentlemen, Minnie into- Cooper, the ally. I yeah. loved that. I loved the whole Minnie Cooper. She the let me ally. speak first. Like, I, I think Minnie did a really good job of leaning into that and just being like this kind of like floaty, glamorous, kind of slightly oblivious, kind of white privileged sort of person. Um, and I thought, it, yeah, I, I definitely felt like it was led by Queen Kong, but it worked. It worked. The chemistry worked, I think. It, it did work, but there was more. For me, it felt like Minnie Cooper took a back, took a few steps back Would to you- allow Queen Kong to shine. I don't know if it was a deliberate choice. I don't know if maybe that's how they edited it, but it did. From what mm. we saw, it made it look like Minnie Cooper was graciously letting Queen Kong take more of the limelight. Again, it may have just been to make the kind of white privilege jokes work or something. It was not to Minnie Cooper's detriment because every time she opened her mouth, I was laughing. She was really funny. When she was like, she loved Reese Nicholson and Annie. <laughs> yes. And then she said, when the sun comes up tomorrow, it's going to be a bit yeah, obvious. Real. I was, it took okay. me sick and I'm like, it's why, gonna be why a real would it be problem. obvious? Oh, not the sun. Not the sun as in the star. The sun is in daughter. <laughs> it took me a while to click. The I- sun comes out tomorrow. I th- okay. He's I already inter- out because he's gay. I interpret it really differently because he's so fair skinned and ginger. No, because the sun, the sun is not not daughter's son. The sun comes out tomorrow when Reese is obviously very gay. I may have misinterpreted the joke because I thought it was a joke about him being so fair skinned and ginger that when the sun comes out tomorrow, that'll be a problem because he'll burn. Oh well, this joke has a many layer layers. Come, a layer. on, Come, Cooper. On, Come on, Minnie Come on, Minnie layers. <laughs> many layers in that joke. Look at us having a debate about how it's funny. I thought we it was both laughed for different reasons. When Queen Kong said to that guest judge, "It's such a privilege to meet a hardworking queen. The only queen that works harder is Pomara's corset." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was dead. And she goes, "Sorry, that was cheap and ineffective. Much like Pomara's corset." No, I Come on, callback. Quite place it. And it, I do I do not in any way think that Queen copied this because I think it happened at, a, you know, it aired at different times. I think I've heard that. Was it on All Stars 7 in the rows? I feel like Monet or Jinx used that joke, much like her corset. Um, cheap and ineffective. I've definitely You're right. held that within the past. But, but the thing is, Drag Race Down Under won't. Ha- she wouldn't definitely. have heard that because can, they were they were yeah. they weren't released then. And also, she was she was probably there was no creating this I Remember, completely all stars that. was released they were told in march april last year mm-hmm. that they were um cast for I, the show so i, I don't yeah, think yeah, that yeah. queen con would have heard that oh no definitely i completely concede that i don't think she'd heard this off the show i really it's feel like you need to stop coming for queen kong i really feel like you're attacking her it's just my racism like, coming let's to talk the about white privilege again, right now i, I feel like you're trying to dismiss all of i just humor. need to get on top of this white privilege <laughs> okay. right now i might need to have a conversation with you tom because i really feel like you need it I think we'll have a special episode of the podcast later this week when you <laughs> tell me what's what. I just want to say that this was this was by f- for me the best so far. Worked it was really, really well. good. They both looked gorgeous. We're not really commented on the looks much, but they both looked gorgeous. I liked Queen's kind of like quite um, sort of nineties Mugler-ish kind of presentation. 
and Minnie giving like old school Hollywood glamour in keeping with her veteran queen status, you know? She's grand. Oh yeah, she's grand dorm. Grand. They're both grand dorms. Give it up for the Kiwis in the room. Yay. Spanky Jackson, Yuri Guy. Obviously, let's mention, I think we briefly mentioned it, there was a bit of a crisis. Poor Yuri had an eye. I did actually wonder earlier in the episode, actually, one of her eyes looked a little bit swollen and it looks like she had a really nasty sty or something. This is a doctor and you diagnosing earlier. Yes. 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 The doctor and you was like, oh, very oh my gosh, I am on a roll here and as a mm. podcast enthusiast <laughs> and a social media mogul, but look at that eye. That eye is very I'm infected. I'm ophthalmologist. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but Dr. Poor- Thomas Rose, Thomas Moira Rose, <laughs> here to the rescue. <laughs> <laughs> no it's glad that she got there um, on time for spanky did and um bless them because like well done them i say for overcoming that tension because i think that could have been a really derailing factor and like well done yuri for just like oh rushing in doing her mug which looked gorgeous not as just, always not just that spanky jackson I, I i i bet you i bet you everything that spanky jackson was sitting there mm-hmm. going what the hell is going on and already she was changing. Preparing to do it yeah, herself. Yeah, I can tell she's already preparing everything. Okay, if she's not here, this, she was already doing the whole set, mm-hmm. rewriting it, restructuring it. What a stress it would have been for her to go through having to do that. Because these other queens have the convenience of just going over what they're going and rehearsing. Mm-hmm. She had to go over what they rehearsed, but then also plan b so she was also going over another newly made on the spot yeah. script to, to to cater for what what if she doesn't come and then mm. when she did turn up she's like okay now she now she can finally rehearse in those 10 minutes maybe she can finally go over actually what they wanted what they needed to do together so cong- first of all spanky props to you for 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 just really just going with this and just smashing and it. And Yuri as well, because she wasn't sure she's going to get there at all. Props to you, just based on looks as well. Props to Yuri for looking so gorgeous and fucking flawless. Good and drag. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? I know. And Yuri, are you joking? You're having a laugh? You look so I've bloody seen, amazing. This is the prettiest I've seen Spanky look so far. I think she looks really, really glamorous. I love this like keyhole silk kind of retro gown that she was wearing. And um, her hair was... Um, the biggest I've seen it. And it was great. Really good. Who needs time to do drag? Absolutely. Who needs time? To- now let's talk about this set. This set was great. It was Kiwiana in the house. They came in with um, great energy. I would never have known that anything was going on behind the scenes with mm-hmm. regarding someone not turning up. It was good. The jokes were there. I'll tell you who surprised me. I knew Spanky was going to be great. Yeah. Everyone knew that. Spanky is a professional. 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 Mm-hmm. And then Yuri, Yuri Guy had this confidence I've mm-hmm. never seen. And it, it was very reminiscent of when we we mentioned it earlier. We know Bianca Dario was paired mm-hmm. on Trinity K. for the Glamazon commercial. Mm-hmm. And being paired for Trinity, being paired with Bianca brought out something that was so great because of her supervision, because of being paired with her. Yeah. And it was the same with Yuri Guy. Yuri Guy seemed to really come out of her shell on stage for me. She had like this dits persona that worked really, really well. She played like the slutty dits and it but worked it was really a well. Confidence it was Definitely. It was it was the confidence in Yuri that was just so good that I would I really enjoyed. You know, just speak you things that she reminded me of reminded me a little bit of despy awards season seven again similar sort of crisis beforehand 
Um, but Pearl coming out of her shell, she was just known for her glamour and beauty up until that moment, then turned out to be really, really funny and to have a real persona on stage. Just reminded me of that. And again, Max was a bit of a guiding light for Pearl. The exits are here, here, and oh, here. Yeah. They had their um, penis. That's right. I said penis. There were a lot of really funny moments that I enjoyed. Now, there was a joke. um, Made to Winnie Cooper. Tell me. No, tell me about the toilet joke because. Oh, so um, so Yuri Guy said um, in in Maori, um, Hari mai kete fare paku, which is um, you know, Hari mai is, is welcome or come to the the fare paku was the toilet, the okay. bathroom. Okay. So there's a joke where she was saying come to the bathrooms, and, and then she made a glory hole joke mm-hmm. there, um, which was funny because then it was followed up with Spanky saying my numbers right above it, which obviously you know you'll see a lot of numbers in the the bathroom doors, and um, we're laughing because the subtitles absolutely had oh, no idea the language <laughs> they, they, were sl- they had no idea what mm. they were saying but i am here as your translator you are thankfully i i palava am i'm here to translate <laughs> to you the multi the kiwiana language thank yeah. you very much i had a good time at this drag race brunch i did as well i loved that energy they were just really consistent yuri was a really pleasant surprise yuri surprised the hell out of me the yeah. the, the, the callback to the come come yeah. that was hilarious that was really good it was good it was good it was really good humor. i'm going to rank from my best my favorite to my least favorite pears pears yeah, it okay. kind of feels Don't copy like me. Don't the, copy me. I'm well, going to going to be the same. No, okay. My so, favourite pair. Should we first one? Three, two, one. Three, two, one. Queen, Queen Connor, yeah, Mini Queen Cooper. Mini, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. My second pair. Three, two, one. Spanky, Spanky and Jackson Yuri. and Yuri. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, okay. Okay, hold on. Are you ready for your third? Yeah, I, I mean, we don't know where it's going to be. I think it's going to be different. Ready? Okay. Three, two, one. Hanamara and Beverly Hills. See, okay, I, knew it. Okay. I knew it. I knew it. You got me. You got me, girl. You got me, girl. You got me, girl. I knew it because. I think Pomara was great. Pomara held it. There was something about Pomara that I could just watch forever. Even in the mini challenge where she was like trying to decide which guys had the briefs. She was just doing these movements and these She's a very, funny girl. She's yeah, a these funny very girl, caricature, yeah. very funny things that I was just invested in. But not just that, like Pomara was just really good. And Molly and Hannah are amazing. But I felt, I felt like... I felt like I was there watching two girlfriends have a good time as opposed to being being allowed in. I'm not saying that they didn't allow me in, but Pomara and Beverly spoke more to me. Can I say what I think this reflects? I think it reflects that everybody did a really good job this week and it's very hard to name bottom two. Absolutely. Maybe the runway will factor in. Shall we find out? No, the runway, the category is... Red for Phil. Are you red e. for me? <laughs> red for Phil. So basically, it's... You'd think we'd rehearse that. Yeah, no, no. We're just fanatical. That was seamless. The first to walk down the runway is the gorgeous Beverly Kills. Talk to me. Now, I really like this as a runway theme. I like colours as a runway theme because it's so open to interpretation and there's so much creativity. This is lovely. Obviously, she's leaned into the gothic, bloody aspect of red. She's in this scarlet um, lacy number with the candelabra on her head and giving me a very vampiric quality. I think she looks really, really cool. Um, to me, it's very Lucy Weston Ra in Bram Stoker's Dracula, but if she was wearing Zahir Murad, um, I think this is 
really cool, really lovely, and she performs it really well. I think it's nice. It's nice. I love the braids. It's nice. It's different. It's nice. It's not unusual. It's not unusual. It's nice. It's different. Pomata filth. Filth? Fifth. Not, not red for pomata Sorry, filth. red for filth. Yeah. Are you ready? Pomata. First of all, let me talk. Yeah. I think that this is gorgeous. I think pomata looks amazing. Yeah. I love the hair. I love the the gown. Yeah. I, I just, I, I think this is I think she looks beautiful. A lovely redemption from last week. What do you think? I think I completely agree. I think it's really high glamour. And what I love is the print on the bodice, which I think is, um, she does um, refer to it being an indigenous homage. So like, I love the fact that she's, she says something about Uluru. Um, so I love that she's incorporating the kind of like Aboriginal uh, culture into into this beautiful gown. Work. I think the fit is really lovely. It cinches her at the waist. Yeah. The bustier flares into a peplum, and then there's all this silk coming down. She looks really nice and elegant with the updo. I think this is great. She looks really great. The shape is gorgeous. The way that she um, did the she cut it off quite high under mm. the bosom, so that her her bottom half very looks flattering. really long. Yeah, and then. And then she elongated her look even more with the updo. I so think this is beautiful. So regal and elegant. Yeah. It's really Pomata nice. stun. This yeah. is gorgeous. Next up, we have Hannah Conda. I want to say this right now. Hannah Conda is always going to give us looks. Hannah From the second, money. The second she walked in, she has given us fashion and looks. And also, not just fashion, her makeup is just beautiful. This is Carmen San Diego goes fetish, goes gay, goes Mardi Gras. I love it. <laughs> I love this. I love this look. Love, love the PVC elements. Again, she gives us something different each week. You know, last week she had this like old money opulence. This week she's got this like 80s Joan Collins with a fetish twist. Now, I am going to say, and I know, I, I'm pretty sure about this because I, I, I did a lot of looking around at the time. Do you remember Trinity's again? She would yes. not have been aware of this. Trinity's All Stars Seven. Um, was it Trains? Yeah, it was Trains, wasn't it? That it was red veil, look. veils, veils. Yeah. So um, the red look inspired by the art. It was inspired by a paper drag artist called Kazepi, who is so wonderful, so creative. And if anybody out there hasn't checked them out on Instagram, please do. Kazepi, easy to find. C o double z e double p e. Um, I think this is based on uh, one of Gazappi's designs. Oh wow! Only because I looked around and it just struck me as soon as she walked out. The 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 frills on the shoulders and the peplums are just so striking that I'm I'm quite sure I'm quite sure Paolo I'm quite sure. Hanaconda is always going to give us gorgeous runways. She is not disappointed yet, and she I totally love hasn't. this look. Yeah. Next up, we have no one else but Molly Pap. I like this because it's something different from Molly. She's serving as um, sexy for the first time this season, I think. Um, I love this kind of like corset and suspender set, a bit kind of old school burlesque. Um, and the th she's got like this fabulous kind of big ruffled um, duster that unfolds into a sort of train, which is quite inventive. I think she looks really glamorous and really beautiful. And sexy. Yeah, go for it, Molly. Molly, you look girl. You look Molly. You endanger girl. You endanger girl. Because you're sexy. Somebody giving you their number. 
<laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, that's dangerous, isn't it? Oh God, living life on the edge. Come on, numbers. Right. I love that look. It's gorgeous. Next up, we have the Queen Kong. Another fab. Oh look. wow. Now Queen Kong makes it plain when she comes out that this look was inspired of Teka from um, uh, Moana. Remember the volcano goddess. The volcano goddess who, who became the the island goddess, didn't she? Remember the volcano god in Moana. You well, love Moana. I love Moana, but what was the name again? Tika. Oh, Tika. There we go. Sorry, I'm saying it. Tika. No, you're right. Tika. Yeah. So that's what inspired the look. But I, I guess kind of I'm seeing shades of Maleficent in there as well. I saw more Maleficent. I mean, I think she's giving us um, Disney volcano goddess, isn't she? It's all in there. Um, and I love the fact that she's drawing on her own heritage again. I'm getting Maleficent. I'm also getting the dragon from Shrek. Yeah, with the contact lenses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, whatever she's giving, I'll tell you what she's serving. She is serving fashion. She is. She's right on theme. You know, what What does red inspire in you? It inspires kind of like fire. It inspires blood. Passion. She's passion. Romance. Yes. So the girls are doing such a fab job so far. Good luck. Minnie Cooper. Out comes Minnie. Now, Minnie's serving us something old school. She's the first to say, it's a little unfortunate she had a bit of a nip slip. It just feels like the corset um, slipped down a little far. Whatever. I'm not bothered. Overall, I think she looks really glamorous and pretty. Um, the silhouette is very reminiscent of a dress that um, uh, Shirley MacLaine wore in What a Way to Go. And I'll tell you what it is that reminds me of it. And James Mansfield re- referenced this when she came back on season 14. Yeah, 14. Um, the the scabs going up to the arms mm-hmm. and um, on the arms with a little sleeve. Very, it's a very certain look that Shirley MacLaine wore in What Way to Go, which is a big source of inspiration to a lot of queens. Um, and I love the age ribbon um, on the, the, the back there. I think this is really, really a uh, wonderful tribute to... Um, my eyes are dancing so much. Mm. I love the fabrics going to her shoulders, to her yeah. wrists, and, and not just one fabric, but one, two, three, four, creating this really fashion octopus. Fashion octopus. It is, it's like a fashion red Ursula. I feel like she started off with the inspiration of the age ribbon um, and then went from there to create this wonderful, like, scarfy ribbon confection. I love I love Molly. Great job, Molly. Sorry, I, I, Minnie. Minnie. I love Minnie. We love Minnie. Minnie is, this is gorgeous. Yeah, she had a little malfunction going down there, but isn't that the goal? Uh, I mean, isn't it's, it the it's goal a minor to thing. work out so your clothes don't fit you anymore? She still, she still. <laughs> That's my sorry. My goal is to work out until I until I can fit my so clothes. You're drowning again. in your clothes. No, I want to fit my clothes again. I've got a whole wardrobe of clothes that I keep throwing at you because I can't fit them. My goal is to work out until I can I can fit them out. But my but, goal is keep working out until I grow out of my clothes. See, we all different, and I think that. Minnie inspires that, don't you think? Well, I I think this is inspired as as a kind of tribute to the people that have been lost because of HIV and AIDS, and I think it's really, really wonderful. I love it. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. I mean, a a queen with a message. Definitely. Spanky Jackson, you look stunning. Spanky has upped her glamour this episode, and it's really, really cool to see. Um, so the poppy seems to be the main focus of inspiration. I mean, poppy poppies hold so many different kind of messages, don't they? I mean, they're obviously associated with World War Two in particular. 
um, they're associated obviously with opium as well and kind of like dreamlike states, aren't they? So it's really, really interesting symbolism in here. Um, overall, I love how she's, she's hit the nail on the head this week. She's showing off her legs with, with while there's shape. There's wonderful shape in this garment. It's a bit of a 50s Dior silhouette, but updated to make it an asymmetrical hemline. I love mean, the fascinator. It's great. I, I feel like the outfit, I mean, I've, his Spanky lost a lot of weight because this outfit looks a little bit bigger, a teeny bit bigger on her, but, you know, goals. <laughs> I mean, it could be. It could be. I don't know. I but, think the fit looks okay, actually. But she's stunning. This is a stunning look. I love it. I think the bustier is deliberately supposed to, you know, obviously create the illusion of a, of a bust at the front. It's so gorgeous how with this wig and this outfit, she is very, like... I want. I want to say, like you know, who, give me the drag. Give me the drag queen. She's a drag queen, but she's a woman. Who I'm. Who I'm talking about right now. She's a biracial butterfly in this outfit. Oh well, who else but Jay from <laughs> yeah, American model? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's really giving me biracial butterfly. She is like she is. Her look mm-hmm. can just transform. Yeah, I lo- and I love it. She's I'm talking about Spanky. Spanky's look and transform. Trans- I just love it. Transformative butterfly. Come on, Yuri guy. Oh, Yuri never disappoints in the runway, does she? This who is was so the um, Powerpuff cool. Girls? Him. Him. So whenever this is we him see, as a her. Whenever we see a femme devil on the runway, like roll the tapes, guys. We see one every season. When we're like, this is him. This, this is, is him. 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 Who's him? Him. 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 We can't speak his name because he's too powerful and too evil. It's very him, but also like it reminds me of when we've seen devils on the runway in shows by like um, Delara Findicolu and um, Hu Shengang as well. Um, just these amazing kind of like devilish um, runway shows just puts me in mind of those. Um, really high glamour, really fun, really camp. Another great job, Yuri. If there's a week to have a bad eye, it was the week that you had this outfit. So It's the week that you had to paint your face all red. All red. So any redness like, would be disguised. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you're welcome. Tom, <laughs> We've seen all these lovely looks. We've also seen the drag brunch. I need you to give me a top two and a bottom two. Now. Unfortunately, we were hoping that the runway, runway would be would... a tiebreaker, but actually it's a really, really strong runway this week. I can't see a single bad look. Can you? No, 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 not at all. So therefore I'm going off. I'm. Let me go first. Only. Let me go first. Mm-hmm. For me, the top two this week is Queen Kong and Minnie Cooper. I'm happy with that as an outcome. If I have to pick another... The thing is, the top two pairs, and without a doubt, is Queen Kong, Minnie Cooper, Spanky and Yuri. Those are the top four. Definitely. There is no no debate. I would essentially be happy with any pair. Um, I wonder if it's going to be two wins... Um, this this episode, by the way, because it's really hard to distinguish from the pairs because the chemistry was so important. Mm-hmm. I wonder if kind of like we're just going to give two wins. I I mean it's it's hard because because those two the the four that I mentioned Queen Kong, Mini Cooper, Spanky, and Yuri they were great. They really were, and I I need to give props as a performer to think of what. The process that Spanky went through, having to choreograph a new set in her head, 
if something happened where her partner could we've all been there but, as performers we've all been there where you had to improvise where you had to be a backup dancer for someone and then you had someone not turn up so you had to reformation create the new formations at the very last minute and then uh, what happens if they come back then you had to go back to the original but then you've already committed to the new one you made I have to give credit to Spanky for the process that she had to go through in that moment also the Yuri for uh, overcoming but, but also for Yuri really exactly you're she right. frantically got ready and raced out onto that well, she, stage. Maybe she may not have made it if she had an infection, but you know, like to, to be taken away from that. And if there's just they, I, I just feel like Yuri and Spanky had the most hardship. And given what they performed, I would never have known anything happened behind the scenes. And that's, that's the that's the sign of a true performer. But then yeah. we can't deny that Queen Kong and Mindy Cooper were just excellent. I I think. I really want to give significant props to Yuri and Spanky, but my gut goes with Queen and Minnie. And also it feels somewhat poetic for it to be a bit of a comeback episode for Queen. Um, So I'd actually, and I would be very, very happy with this. I I, I think think it's going to be Queen and Minnie. Okay, Okay, Um, I agree with you. We'll, we'll, We'll go with Queen and Minnie, but who were the bottom two pair? It's so hard because... It's hard because me and you differ because I really love... Pomara. I think Pomara has something so natural She's and really, special really when it comes to live entertainment. I want, I want to make it clear that I don't think anybody did a bad job this week. And it's really just splitting hairs. We're on it's the one same of those page. weeks. I am going to have to just stick with Beb and Pomara just, just because... I just preferred everybody else just a tiny bit more. They actually did a great job and they look, both look beautiful on the runway. It's just a matter of like degrees, unfortunately. The thing is, I whenever I talk about Bev and Pomara, I always talk about Pomara and not Bev, don't That's I? That's the thing. Because Pomara for me is... She, like she beyonce that Destiny Child duo. I'm sorry, but I'm being very yeah. honest. But Hanaconda, you're right, Hanaconda and molly together were great so i just don't want to see pomara in the bottom because i think that she did a good job that's that's my opinion but you're right if i had to choose a duo to lip sync it would be it would have to be pomara versus bev drag race picks and chooses we've made our opinion clear i'd just like to introduce like a little production thought drag race picks and chooses when it wants to judge in pairs so they may or may not do that it's usually when they want to rescue somebody Mm. Well, well, we've made a decision, okay? We have. Yep. Shall we see what they think? Yep. Congratulations, Spanky and Yuri. We knew it would be a double win, and we said it was going to be out of one of those two pairs. And, like, they did a fab job, very well earned. They looked shocked, though, to, to have received the accolade. Come on, Kiwi Queens. Come through, Spanky. Ki- come through, okay. New Zealand. Spanky is now... The most pow powerful queen, two wins and one bottom lip sync. But let's be honest, their bottom lip sync is the reason why everyone's like, "Oh shit, wow, she could." Like, I was shocked yeah. when she was the bottom because I was like, "Oh, she can move. Oh, she can move. Oh, she, she can, can move." move. <laughs> so Spanky is in, in my head. Spanky's just she's got this. She's doing fantastically well. There's a lot of praise for Minnie and Queen, which I think was very well deserved. Absolutely. Um, and it came down to the bottom two, which was Bev and Pomara. And just we kind of saw that coming. To reiterate, they did not in any realm do a bad job. It was just a matter of 
splitting hairs at this point. And yeah. They ended up in the bottom two. Untucked was very emotional and we saw um, Bev's facade come down because when somebody comes in with that much bluster... Well, let me let me take over here. Mm. It, it's really good. So there's sometimes when we're watching, we, we do talk and then we talk on the mics. Mm. As we're watching, you did say something very... Um, prophesizing which was which was oh bev is quite has quite along the lines of bev has quite a strong exterior but Mm -hmm. i can bet you that she's crumbling inside yeah and she's actually quite vulnerable and then seconds later we see we see bev start crying her eyes out and her words are literally i make him off as strong but i'm really i'm really weak and vulnerable inside and i was just like oh i mean it's it's tom you're in the right profession well hopefully Um, talk talk to me am i i might came i I might come across as you know i I think i do come across as vulnerable Mm -hmm. but i also feel i am vulnerable you 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 do have your moments. You do have your. Moments I think every moment is vulnerability. Yes, yes, with me. The thing is, you're showing the judges vulnerability, and I think that's going to get you. And far. there's a they will give me to the finale. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> as you are, thank Continue. you. Um, no, poor Bev and and Pomara as well, but it was more pronounced with Bev. Um, she had really quite a moment. Um, talk, and you know, from the moment she stepped in through the door, she was it was all very like I'm trouble. I I spit opinions, and nobody can tell me what yeah. to think, and I don't. Really, like, Your dress is great, but not as great as mine and or Aubrey's. That kind of thing is almost always an elaborate defense mechanism when somebody's actually feeling a little bit unsure of themselves. And that's what we saw this episode. But, you know, she really shared some of the other queens. They were all very sweet and supportive. So it was wonderful to see how... And Queen was really lovely, actually. Uplifting Bev and... Um, Pomara. And Pomara together. And so hopefully they're primed and ready for this lip sync. It was a great lip sync. I want to say that. Yeah. First of all, it was a great lip sync. I love the way they both move. Personally, just in terms of movement... I like Pomada. Mm. I like Pomada's movement, but I feel that the movement, execution, the choreography choices, mm-hmm. the improv choices made by Beverly Kills won the lip sync for me mm-hmm. overall. Um, yeah. So for me, the winner of this lip sync was Beverly Kills. She did an illusion. So an illusion I've is... I've never seen that before on Drag Race. Yeah. So it was it, like a Tekken move. It's, it's called an illusion. It would, it would, um, it would be a, a pop-up that would lead to a juggle, definitely. Yeah, well, yes, it yeah. would be. Yeah. I, I think it is a juggle. Mm. Um, so an illusion, obviously, is when you, you reach down with one leg and the other leg comes up. Ideally, it's at six o'clock. And then while you're in six o'clock, you twist your torso so that you end up facing the other way. Anyway, she, she did a... She did a an illusion which was great and i think the stunts in that really helped her with the song oh mm. you know what i was thinking for this lip sync i was like imagine if queen kong was given this lip sync last week yeah how much of an assassination it would have been i do want to say that yeah i love pomada's move there's certain way people move mm-hmm. and i just for me i prefer pomada's but the winner of the lip sync Overall, for me, was Beverly. I think I'm going to have to agree with you. Should we see what they say? Yeah. Congratulations, uh, Beverly Kills. Indeed. And for it's winning a, the love sync. And, and it's a sad goodbye to Pomada Fifth. It is sad because I really... 
I really felt like she didn't do bad this episode. It's yeah. just that she lost the lip sync, and it's 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 just, it was really unfortunate. Pumara, you're an amazing drag queen. She is. She's we all want to see more. She's a natural. She's de- she, she's in the right career, definitely. Um, her career will go from strength to strength. She's um, charismatic. She's funny. She's got all the ingredients. She's beautiful as well. She's got all the ingredients you need to be a drag queen. Absolutely. Spanky, yeah. bring it home for the Kiwis. Wow. Queen Kong, if you win, you're a Kiwi. If you don't, you're an Aussie. <laughs> I'm just putting it out there, girl. Putting it out there. If you win, you're from South Okalangi. She's your okay. po- Polynesian queen. She's representing. She She's amazing. I love yeah. her. I love this kind. I'm, I'm being very honest when I say that. I'm very excited to be broadcasting Drag Race Down Under. I love these queens. These queens are amazing. They really are. I know. And there's no bias. Yeah. But they just, they're just, for me, they're, they're real, they're relatable, and they're bloody talented. I think for you, obviously, coming from Down Under, there's such a sense of connection, but... Um, to me, it feels like this season is going so much better than last season in terms of showcasing the talent yes. of some amazing queens and not getting they know what they did wrong down in controversy. Absolutely, they know yeah. what they did wrong. They're doing better. Yeah, and I mean, I'm, I'm here for all of these queens. And next week, it's the snatch game. We've just had a snatch game. We're being treated to another. So make sure that you join oh, I tell us. Tell you what, that's another thing that is redeeming from last season. The snatch, the snatch game. game, yeah. No, um, Anita Wiggler was amazing. But she was like the only one. Don't piss me off and wear a seatbelt. <laughs> Anita deserved her win, but she was like the only one. Yeah, she she how she girl, she was shoulder pressing her way through that season. I, she I mean, was holding everyone on her shoulders. Keita and Electra were fine. Oh, remember there was the um, Dingo ate my baby controversy as well. With it was, it was I just, mean. That was dark drag humor. humor. Make sure you join us next week for another episode of not just Canada's Drag Race, but also the RuPaul Drag Race Mm -hmm. Down Under. We're Mm -hmm. loving this cast and we hope that you are too. Make sure that you're following us on Instagram or Twitter. We love getting messages. We love getting comments. So make sure that you communicate with us. You know what we love even more? Don't we have a review? We love reviews even more. And I want to say (laughs) thank you so much to Millie Mimosa. Millie Mimosa wrote us a lovely review saying thank Thank you for reviewing Drag Race Down Under. She goes on to say that Bolo is all that is needed in this world. That's true. And Dr. Tom is not needed. We don't need you. I'm joking. It's kind of a... Five-star review. Thank you for reviewing Drag Race Down Under Season 2. I love this review podcast. I'm so happy. We love hearing these messages. Thank you so much, Millie Sorry we've left your review till the end of the episode, but big shout out to Millie Moser. We really, really love that review. Thank you so much. And thank you to all the queens who retweet and message us. We've had such... Great content it really with warms our hearts. It really yeah. does, and we want to. I, I personally, I think that you guys are amazing, especially this cast. So, join us next week. This is Bolo and Tom. We'll see you guys very soon. Lots of love, guys. See you soon. <laughs>